You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hi, I'm Mo Crumb. And I'm Harrison Crumb. And we're the Crummy Marathoners. This podcast is for beginners by beginners. If you're thinking about running your first marathon or half marathon or are in the process, this is for you. We realized as we were training that many resources out there expect people to know what they're doing when marathon training. Well, think of this as a marathon training guide for dummies. We'll go through many of the questions we have as we make our way through the beginning of our running journey and what we have learned. If we can inspire others to run a marathon, then we consider this a success. On today's episode, we talk to pro runner Emily Durgan, who shares three tips for improving speed. And be sure to check out the show notes for a special YouTube video showing Emily's tips in action. Hello and welcome to season two, episode 27 of the Marathon Training for Beginners podcast and we're the Crummy Marathoners. Hey everybody. Welcome everyone and happy 4th of July. That's right. We're sitting around our kitchen table right now on the 4th of July and it was just a beautiful day. Oh yeah. Happy birthday, America. Happy birthday, America. (laughs) It was something felt different about this 4th of July. I don't know if it was post-COVID and well, not post-COVID. I just felt like it was... A long time coming. (laughs) Yeah, because I think last year, this time, everyone was not going out, not doing anything. So I think it was kind of refreshing to get everybody back together. Mm -hmm. You know, it felt super patriotic. And speaking of patriotic, the Olympics are here. Well, almost here. And, you know, I just want to know, do you guys love watching the Olympics as much as Mo and I do? Mm. It's just something that we can all bond over as we watch our respective countries send their best athletes This year to Tokyo, we're super excited to watch. Oh, yeah. It's been so fun to watch the trials. Like just you just feel like so excited. And speaking of Olympic trials, today's conversation is with the incredible Emily Durgan, who just competed in the US 10K trials. She crushed it, and it was a fanboy, fangirl moment for oh, Mo yeah. and I, because we were watching on TV, jumping, jumping up, up and, and down. down. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Shouting for her, excited for her. Um, she, we had met with her back in April and then she, of course, just ran end of June in the trials and it was her first ever Olympic trials. She crushed it. She came in ninth place out of 40 plus runners. I mean, it was a huge, if you watch, if you go back and watch that trials race, there were like, it, it was like the whole track was covered in runners. It was pretty mm-hmm. cool to watch. And she really did an incredible job. And even though she won't go to the Olympics cause you had to be in the top three spot, I mean, she was only 
30 seconds, 45 seconds behind the 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 top three. So she Amazing. really did a great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But can we just agree that she's one of our favorite humans in general? Without a doubt. I mean, I we just couldn't believe how down to earth she was for being a pro athlete. I mean, she was so willing to help out the beginner running community. And I'm just telling you guys, she definitely did not have to do this. And I think I could speak for both Harris and I when we say how relatable she was. It was just so comforting. And we just immensely appreciated her time. Uh, We also have to mention that she's now sponsored by Adidas. But back when we recorded this, she was sponsored by Under Armour. Yeah. So that's our fault for taking so long to get this out. Oh yeah. Sorry, Emily. (laughs) But but there is a reason why we're taking so long, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, But we hope you enjoy this conversation and and you learn from the tips that she's going to share. You know, when we went to meet with her, we really had one objective in mind, and that was, what can you tell us to teach new runners, new marathoners to get faster. Mm. And so she shared three simple things that you can incorporate into your training that will make a huge difference in your speed and in your progress. And to go along with it, we made a YouTube video. Our first one. (laughs) Yes, with her. So you can get the visual of how to put into action what she shared with us. Yeah, and that's why it took us so long because we're completely new to YouTube. We have no idea how to do it. We're noobs total noobs when it comes to editing videos. Like we, we've gotten pretty good at editing podcasts. We've been doing this now for a year and a half, but YouTube was a whole new animal to us. So we had to learn iMovie and how that all works. So anyways, long story short, that's why it took so long to get this episode out. So sorry to Emily. (laughs) Yes. So sorry, Emily. (laughs) Yeah. But um, go, go check out our YouTube channel. Um, We're going to release the video and this podcast all at the same time. And please subscribe. It would help us out tremendously as we launch this as our first ever YouTube video. And we'd love your support. Um, And we also think that this will be nice because you'll get the visual of Mm -hmm. what she shared in the podcast. And then you'll also get to see her actually demonstrate the things that she's telling us. So it's all going to go hand in hand. Just search Crummy Marathoners on YouTube and then that's how you can go subscribe. You know what, Harrison? I was just thinking good things come to those who wait. That's right. Boom. So for you guys waiting, you're going to get three huge nuggets that are going to teach you how to be a wicked fast runner. Absolutely. So just a lot of exciting stuff. But Harrison, I think we should announce the winner of last week's or last episode's yeah, giveaway. Yeah, I have to say episode. You can't say week because it's been like three or four weeks. Oh, but. man. We're, one day we are going to get so consistent and yeah. all the things that have been happening in life will seem like a distant. That'll be the day post diapers and all of that. So maybe when Calvin's uh, potty trained. Post Harrison's accident. As well. Oh man, let's not even go into that. Okay. I had an accident, guys. If you follow us on Instagram, you would see that I definitely, let's just say I need some new teeth. <laughs> but we will talk about that another day. Um, hey, so the winner was, drum roll, <laughs> Kelly Fogelman. Woo-hoo! Kelly, be sure to send us a note on Instagram. Let us know you heard this and we will get Wet Sleeve to ship out your Wet Sleeve. And so for those of you who didn't win, check out wetsleeve.com for a new way to hydrate on your run. So awesome. Thanks again, Wet Sleeve, for sponsoring that. And before we jump into the show, and speaking of sponsors, we need to introduce this week's sponsor. I'm super excited about this. Okay, so if you've been listening to the show since the very beginning, you know there's a couple things that we really, really love, and that's the great state of Arizona and BTS. Now, Mo, what do those two things have in common? Um, I don't know. It's beautiful sunshine, unlimited talent, 
flawless skincare, uh, perhaps? You're on kind of the right track. The answer is Cardon. Cardon. Cardon, yes. That's the, that's the sponsor of this week's episode. Let me explain. I know it's a bit of a stretch, but Cardon <laughs> takes the magic of cactus extract, Arizona, combines it with the proven skincare science of South Korea, and bam, you get the most amazing skin-soothing, skin-smoothing products for men. I absolutely love it. I've been using their products for the last few weeks, and I've seen a huge difference in my skin. And I can truly testify to this. His skin looks amazing. Well, except for where he busted his nose. As part of my accident. Yep, yep. You can see that on our stories if you follow us on Instagram. But anyways, guys, go to cardonformen.com slash discount slash crummy. That's C-R-U-M-M-Y for 15% off. And by the way, Cardon is spelled C-A-R-D-O-N. So again, cardonformen.com slash discount slash crummy for 15% off. Ladies, grab some for the man in your life because I'm telling you, it's been a game changer for me. Yeah, you won't regret it at all. So Harrison, I think it's time. Let's get to our chat with Emily Durgan. Here she is. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, guys, we are here with Emily Durgan. She is a professional Olympic hopeful. She just qualified for the Olympic qualify. How do you say it? I always mess it up. <laughs> the Olympic trials. Yeah. The Olympic trials. Olympic trials in June. <laughs> in June. So, and she'll be racing the 10K distance. 10K on the track. Yes. Yep. So she's here to tell us all about how to get faster as a runner. But before we do that, we're going to learn a little bit about her and what it is that she does and, and how she got into the sport. Um, but we just want to say that we are putting out a YouTube video with all of the different things that she's going to recommend on today's podcast. So you actually get the visual of what she's doing. We're just pulling out all the stops, you guys. <laughs> so let's jump right in and let's get to know Emily. Emily, where are you from and how did you get into running? Hi, yes. Thanks for coming to, to Flagstaff. It's great to have you guys here. Yeah, it's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm originally from Maine, um, New England, New England girl. I went to Woo! UConn and then lived in Boston for two years. So that's where I'm from. And I started running at the age of nine. Our local USATF track and field summer club. Um, you would meet a couple nights a week um, for track practice and then we would run a track meet once a week so that's where I fell in love with running kind of at a young age that's so cool yeah. so um, so Maine and at what point did you come out here to uh, to Flagstaff yeah, so I moved out to Flag in 2019 and signed my professional contract with Under Armour. So we have a group based out here called Dark Sky Distance, and it's an Under Armour-sponsored group that lives and trains in Flagstaff. And we have athletes from 1,500 meters all the way up to I'm the longest runner uh, for female, so eventually I'll run my full marathon next year. But yeah, so 1,500 meter all the way up to marathon runners that live and train out here full-time. Wow. So let's talk real quick about uh, the fact that you're like an incredibly fast half marathoner. And then, of course, you haven't yet run the full distance, but you're mm. going to get there very, very soon. Um, but can you tell us a little, about, a little bit about your success as a half marathoner? 
Yeah. So I decided to train for my first half back in, I guess it was 2019. We said 2020, I was going to go run the Houston half. So basically what that involved is we started bumping up my mileage a little bit. I was never a high mileage runner in college. I only averaged like 50 miles a week actually. So um, over the years, I've just slowly been able to build my mileage up to 80 and now I can uh, consistently stay between like 85 and 90. So I think that was the biggest shift to me transitioning into the half. And my first half actually went awful. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I don't know. I just like I just had kind of an off day and um, knew that I could perform a lot better. So ran another one um, a few weeks later and ran so much better. And then in 2020, um, one, 2021, this past January, we're like, let's do another one. And that's where I ran my, uh, 6947, which, wow. yeah, wow. I, um, it took a few to get going, but I think that basically, um, over the years I was just able to, to run a little bit further, my workouts a little bit harder, a little bit longer. And I think that's what produced the fast time this past January. Wow. So that's an hour and nine minutes or so. And where does that place you like kind of nationwide in all of us history? <laughs> yeah, so um, I think I like surprised myself a little bit after that race as well. Uh, I knew my fitness was there, but um, I breaking seventy minutes is pretty legit. So that was sixteenth on the overall U.S. American distance running time ever. Everyone, did you hear that? Sixteenth. <laughs> so not just sixteen, like today right but 16th of all time yeah all time that's crazy you're talking to a legend (laughs) (laughs) um no that's just so it's just so incredible can you talk about like your life now as you're preparing to go into the trials like what what is a day in the life of Emily Durgan. <laughs> I feel like I get that question a lot. Like all my friends that ran in, in college and now are, you know, in their professional careers are like, what do you do all day? Like, <laughs> What does Emily do? Um, but yeah, I mean, today's Saturday. So today's my easy day, which is great. I um, So Saturdays are pretty chill, just an easy 30 minute jog. And then the rest of the day to myself. But a typical week, um, Mondays and Thursdays, we do double runs and um, we live and then so that kind of fills up your whole day eight miles in the morning and then get in a lift four miles in the afternoon um I also get treatments twice a week so I have chiropractor massage um you know checking in on all the small things and then Tuesdays and Fridays we do hard sessions so last night was a track session down in Sedona um and I'll wake up in the morning I do a little jog in the morning and then I leave to go down to Sedona at like two o'clock. We get on the track at three. I did 10 by a K was my workout. Okay. Um, what does that mean? 10 by a K. So the workout was 10 by a thousand meters. So we did it on the track. So a um, thousand meters is two and a half laps on the track. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we do that off 90 seconds. So. <laughs> <laughs> so it's safe to say it's a full week. And you're, it's a full week. <laughs> you're not just sitting around eating acai bowls yeah, and watching no, Netflix. Like no, you're. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's it's like a and you don't really get any days off either, right? Cuz like Sundays you probably have to run too. Yeah, so Sunday will be our long run. So every Sunday is when we do our long run. So pretty much the the day off is Saturday. Um, you know, before I met with you guys, I just did a nice 30-minute jog around Buffalo Park. Um, 
you know, and, and then depending on what I have going on, I will take Saturday, a Saturday off here and there if I really need it. But sometimes it's nice just to get out and do like an easy 30 minute jog. Yeah. I, I'm curious, how do you stay motivated? Because your life is literally the track running 24 seven. How do you stay motivated through it all? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think the biggest thing is I'm surrounded by such incredible people here in Flagstaff. We were just talking about the running community, how you guys fell in love with the running community. And, um, I would say Flagstaff is like the running community, like on a whole nother level. Um, we just have such a great group of pro runners and, you know, non pro runners that are super encouraging. And, you know, like I'll just be out Buffalo park and people will be like, Oh, you look great. Like, you know, no idea. So, but, and it's just like, it's just that community. It's a very like outdoorsy environment. You're out on the trails and you're running into people constantly. So I think that's how I stay motivated is, is I'm always around people that love the sport at a pro level or just as a hobby as well. For sure. Tell us a little bit about how much fun, or maybe it's not very much fun, to be sponsored by Under Armour. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. So Under Armour is amazing. Um, They're truly a family. I feel very grateful to be a part um, of such a great family. And we were actually talking a bit about the marathon shoe. Yes. That was Guys, yeah, tell us more. What's yeah. going on with that? So um, we're in the the works and of creating. It's going to be called. It's uh, Light Speed is the name of our marathon nice. shoe, and um, I've been helping develop that for the past year here. So um, wow. yeah, now we kind of got a plate in it, this new foam, and I've gotten to race in it a handful of times. And it's really exciting to know that my first marathon, I'll be getting to run in a shoe that I had so much say in developing. Oh, yeah. Super That's cool. Huge. That's awesome. Do, do they send you free stuff all the time? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, constant, <laughs> especially with us trying to like kind of create this shoe. It's like I'm on, you know, calls with the footwear team, like weekly. You know, just making small changes as small as like, um, like the tongue padding, you know what I mean? Or like the lacing or how high the heel comes up. It's so crazy. These like small changes that the footwear team is like, oh, how does this feel? Is what's that rubbing? Um, so yeah. And, and then they're just sending more and more, uh, prototypes and all that to kind of get the shoe right. And of course I'm always getting to, to, uh, wear the newest and greatest under our stuff. It's just so cool. You basically have your own Jordans as if they're Durgans. Yeah. There there (laughs) you go. Yeah. As I, as I sit here in my uh, Nike shirt, I was a little bit embarrassed that I wore this Come (laughs) on. All right. So let's talk a little bit about what you shared with us today. So the goal here uh, as part of this conversation is to figure out like the average everyday runner who's running their first half or, or full distance marathon, how do they get faster? You showed us a couple of things. So let's start with the activation exercises that you showed us. What's that all about and what's the purpose? Yeah, right. So today we started off with a little bit of glute and hip activation um, drills. And as I was telling you guys earlier, it's really important to get your your glutes firing because as distance runners, it's super easy to kind of go to, you know, your hamstrings or your quads. And then that's putting a lot of stress on your knees, your calves. So activating the glutes before you run is kind of going to wake them up and be like, okay, I'm active for this run and and I'm going to be firing. So it's not a matter of really these exercises, they're going to burn, but it's not meant to really, it's not really a strength exercise it exercise as much as um, an activation. Mm. So that's why we did um, the sidewalks, the monster walks, the clamshells, the squats, and then um, the hip raises. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. 
and these were all banded, so you guys right. will get to see the demonstration on the YouTube video that we put out. Yes, and let me let it be known, everyone. We only did like a few, like what, like between five to ten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I felt the burn. You felt the burn, but yeah. no, I felt the activation. The activation. <laughs> it's yes, it shouldn't be a burn. So that's yeah. what I was saying. Like you really don't need to do more than you know than you need. So as long as you're feeling it and you're feeling a little of that burn, that that's that's great. Go to the next exercise. Yeah, and I think this was so helpful because I know personally Harrison and I as beginner runners we have had issues with our calves or yes. our knees or our hamstrings and it's we just never have thought about activating and yep. using that word so well you hear the word activation a lot like activate your glutes but you re- you don't really know what that means mm-hmm. you're like mm-hmm. oh do I like am I supposed to be flexing them as I'm running like how do I do this and so you you shed a lot of light on on how to actually get that process started so yeah. before you go out for your run before yeah yep. so that's super helpful so the second thing that you showed us, so, oh, wait, by the way, and that's happening before pretty much every workout or yep. every run? Yes, I would say, I mean, I would try to get into a routine of before every run. Before every run. Yep. Perfect. Okay. And the second thing you showed us, and you had me do the demonstration, so everyone gets to watch how uh, embarrassingly terrible my form is, but we did uh, we did some strides, and we hear about strides all the time. In fact, we interviewed Jason Fitzgerald, who's uh, um, one of the top running podcasters in the in the world. And he talked about strides a lot too. So can you share uh, the importance of of running a stride? Yeah, of course. So I talked a little bit about the strides and I um, was saying that these are more meant to do on your easy days. So for me, that'd be on a Monday and a Thursday, like in the morning after I just do an easy recovery run, nice and slow, I will do up to six 20 second strides. And these aren't meant to be full out sprints. You know, the goal would to be a little bit quicker than your goal race pace, um, but good form and just turning your legs over, kind of flushing all the junk out from your slow jog, waking the legs up, feeling what that little fast and race pace feels like, you know, and then taking just a few I mean, I take like 40 seconds in between each stride, but you can take more if you need to bring your heart rate back down and then do another one and, and slowly working up to doing these twice a week. Yeah. So twice a week and you're you're only doing like between four to six sets, right? You're not yeah. going crazy doing like nope. 10 sets or anything because no. it's not really a workout, right? It's more of like a drill, would you say? Exactly. It's yeah, it's not a workout at all. I just try to focus on really good form. Um, and then, yeah, focusing on form and moving forward versus running faster. And then the last um, exercise we did was core work. Yes. So can you talk about the importance of core work and like specifically what we did? Yeah. So core strength is super huge for distance running. Um, Yeah. That's another thing. When you get tired, that's where your body's going to rely on is that strong core. Um, So instead of just laying on the ground doing a million crunches, (laughs) today we just did really simple uh, little like plank routine where you're in like a prone plank, just a normal plank doing a few leg lifts each side. And you go to like a push up position um, and you lift your leg a couple times each side and then um, to the side position. So in the video, you'll be able to see that. And the modifications you can make is just kind of holding the plank and then working up to doing a few of the leg lifts. Awesome. And then did, did we touch on how often do you do core strength? Yeah, I would say again, twice a week. Um, and it can, like we talked about, um, you know, it doesn't have to be like right after a run. If you just have a few minutes at nighttime while you're watching a show or something, just get down and do a few little core exercises and uh, make it and burn. Core. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Mo's here for the one-liners. Yeah. So Emily, that was super helpful. And I think those are things that 
any beginner can start doing it. There's no real barrier to entry here. You don't have to have any equipment. You know, you're just getting out and doing it, right? Exactly. Yeah. The only thing that I would recommend for equipment is is finding like a a nice band, um, you know, and I don't really know any certain brands. I know Amazon has a ton of them and okay. it doesn't have to be anything that's super high um, resistance. Like it can just be a kind of a light, light resistance band. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Well, let's talk about into the future. So if someone wants to follow you, because you've got obviously big things coming, where can they find you? Yeah, that's great. Um, I'm mainly active on Instagram. So at M underscore Durgan is my handle. So I love Instagram. I try to respond to as many messages and all that as I can. So um, I find the whole Instagram community super fun and exciting. So I love all my followers. And yeah, that's where that's where you can find me. Yes. And can we I, I wanted to also ask you, what can they look out in the future for you? Like, what do you have planned in the future? past the Olympic trials. Oh, like with running or yes. life? Well, oh, oh hey, we can do both. Okay. We can do both. <laughs> okay. Well, running wise, yeah. So I'm looking to run my first marathon in the oh. spring of 2022. Um, you know, we don't quite exactly know which one yet. There's a lot of big races coming up um, in 2022 with World Cross is going to be happening. So I look to make my first world team in cross country. Wow. Um, there's a world half marathon team in 2022. Wow. So yeah, a lot, lot of fun opportunities to, you know, all, always, I know a lot of people know about the Olympics, but there's other teams that happen, you know, in between Olympics, which are the world teams and um, there's other big races that happen. So I'm really excited to, to compete in a lot of those bigger races that I haven't gotten to do as a pro yet. Greatness before I. <laughs> Seriously, we're super honored that you took the time to do this with us. And, and really not just for Mo and I, but this is for worldwide. I mean, there's a lot of people out there listening that want to learn about running and how do they train for their first half or their first full distance. And they're going to find your advice so helpful. So thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you. I thank appreciate you, you guys so coming. Much. Well, we're going to go hit some restaurants and hit the, the town uh, in Flagstaff. Do you have any cool recommendations for us? Oh, gosh, that's a hard one. Yeah. Um. Well, for like a brunch spot or yeah. So tourist home downtown is like a great coffee, pastry, breakfast. You can sit outside and all that. So tourist home. Yep. Great one. Um, Tons of really cool coffee shops. Late for the train is where we went this morning. So (laughs) another great one. Um, But that's where I'd have to recommend for lunch. And then I'm I'm not a beer drinker. I like my red wine. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of great breweries. Mother Road Brewing and um, uh. Yeah, that's probably the best one is Mother Road. Mm-hmm. Nice. And that kind of leads me to another question. And, and uh, I'm just curious, like, do you have certain strict dietary requirements oh, being yeah. a professional athlete? Yeah, that's that's a great question. I'd say that's the the one thing that I can always improve on um, is my my nutrition and not necessarily eliminating anything, just making sure I'm getting all the right nutrients as I up my mileage and all that. Um, I do get my blood done regularly. I just actually had it done yesterday and I got the results today just to like check on like the basics to make sure like my iron's all right, my vitamin D, vitamin B12. Um, so that I try to be careful about, but as for a diet, my biggest recommendation for anyone that's training for the half or full is to make sure that you're fueling at 30 minutes after your long run or any run. Um, so make sure you're getting in carbs and proteins like right away. So yeah, that's definitely the biggest thing. 
So those waffles that we had right after our run yes. today, Mo, we got the carbs, but we didn't get the protein. So oh, you got to make some like protein better, waffles. Yeah. Wait, I think there were chia seeds in there. Just okay. a little. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. But then as for, you know, nutrition, like I just try to have a everything, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's probably the, the hardest thing being a pro runner and upping your mileage is kind of remembering that you need to fuel properly depending on what you did that day. Awesome. Yeah. Cause you told us earlier, you're doing like 90 miles a week. So that's a lot of calories you need to be taking in. Exactly. Yeah. Harris and I just did a 16 mile run and we're just like, Hey, Emily. That's pretty aggressive. Yeah, that's what I have tomorrow. So, okay. well, but I mean, we're only running like thirty to forty miles a week. So. Oh, so half your mileage was today? Yeah, <laughs> no, definitely not what's recommended. <laughs> but hey, we're beginners; we can use that excuse. So, yeah. Yeah, and then I think just like a last question for me: Is there anything that you want to share, like for runners who are beginners or just runners in general? Anything? That you want to share with them? <laughs> yeah, I think that we were also just talking about this, that, um, you know, finding kind of like a race to to sign up for is super encouraging to, to get on the calendar. And maybe you do that with a friend or a family member or someone like that and, and make like a trip out of it. My girlfriend's back all my college friends, um, that's kind of how they, they like reunite is they'll pick a race that they're going to go to and they all train for it and meet up at, at this race. I know, I know. So we're trying to like figure out one that it maybe will be my first pro race, but there's one that they could also come and do. Um, so that's super exciting. So something like that, I think is the biggest thing is finding people that you enjoy being around that want to do it with you. And then now that we're kind of seeing the other side of, of the quarantine is that races are starting to open so right. sign up for a race and and get training you heard it you heard it from the best everyone thanks so much emily thank You're you amazing. thank you for coming on all right see ya follow us on instagram at crummy marathoners we'd love to hear your feedback and take any questions you might have also don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes come out and please leave us a five-star review so more people can join this running journey with us Our theme song is Change the World by Breck. You can find his music on Spotify, searching B-R-E-K-K.